Episode 182, Keep the Main Thing the Main Thing. This is Dr. Sheldon L. Akins, host of the Leading Equity Podcast and a proud member of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to right now. The opinions expressed are those of each individual host. For more great podcasts, visit edupodcastnetwork.com. And get ready, because the learning begins in 3, 2, 1. Educators, is your passion tank running on empty? Look no further. Gretchen of Always a Lesson has a double dose of just what you need. Come fill yourself up with an empowering educator's podcast to start your day feeling empowered. Hey, hey, Elite Educators, it's Gretchen here of Always a Lesson. I think it's pretty cool you keep coming back each week to invest in your own potential by listening to this podcast. You know I keep sharing with you lessons I have learned I'm helping others learn, and it's just become this platform of professional development from new teachers up to teacher leaders. So again, thank you for all your reviews on iTunes, for your shout outs on social media, for your emails with questions and interest in being on the show. I'm just loving this opportunity to help teachers in any way that I can. This particular podcast episode is especially for new teachers as we talk about putting our time and attention into what matters most for student learning. But obviously every teacher everywhere should hang on for this gentle nudge of a reminder. So let's reignite your passion and potential. You ready? Here we go. Well, hello spring. Woohoo! How I have missed the beautiful weather. My family and I have already been to the beach, hiked, miles upon miles and just play outside on the daily. I mean, can you tell us Carolinians love being outdoors? Winter is not my jam. No, sir. Besides the exciting news of the arrival of spring, I wanted to thank y'all for supporting my small business by purchasing swag from my website. The t-shirts are so comfy and the sayings are inspired from things discussed right here on the podcast. More are going to be added monthly, so stay tuned. Those of you who haven't shopped yet, head on over to alwayslesson.com and just click on shop. Okay, okay, but the really big exciting news is that I'm revamping my book. It's funny, I never dreamed of writing a book. I just couldn't wait to be a teacher. Like picture a three-year-old me and my mom's high heels and my dad's old t-shirt long enough to be a dress (laughs) teaching my stuffed animals. That's how much I wanted it. And then I got there and loved leading people. My goal of coaching was born. But at the same time, I realized I had learned so much. I wanted to help any new teacher avoid any of the missteps I had taken so they could become effective faster. I knew that our undergrad programs weren't practical enough and our student teaching experiences were far too short and far too late in the game. So I had big hopes for this book. It's called Elementary Education 101, What They Didn't Teach You in College. And publishing the book was the dream. Check. But it's getting close to a decade since then. And I've learned so much more since that time that I'm spending this spring season updating and upgrading that book. Yes, you can still get the original off Amazon, but get ready for the 2.0 version. 
coming to you soon. I cannot wait for you to read it. And speaking of, if you are willing to read a portion and provide like a three to five sentence review that I could use for advertising or in the book itself, just email me at GretchenAlwaysLesson.com and I'll shoot you a blurb. Well, let's get down to business, shall we? In my new teacher Facebook group, teachers have been raising numerous questions and concerns in the areas of instruction and behavior. And these two areas cause a lot of tears and frustration because teachers are trying to carry this load themselves, but it's not their fault that they don't come equipped to handle these areas well. And I'll get to that in a minute. I am just constantly providing tips and advice in the Facebook group for how these new teachers can be proactive in both of these areas so that they can prevent obstacles. And so I thought I would just take some time today to let you in on some of that discussion. By the way, the link, if you want to join that group, it's always in the show notes for every episode. So just go to alwayslesson.com and click on podcast. So here's the deal. We all learned how to teach somewhere, regardless of whether you attended a brick and mortar school or a virtual one. Your education was focused mainly on the history of on the history of education, educational policy, famous educators and their theories, etc. So that's about 75% that is just cognitive junk about teaching. I shouldn't call it junk. It's more nice to know information, <laughs> not practical. So that leaves 25% of what you're learning to be about how to teach. And I didn't have my methods courses, which was, you know, how to teach reading, how to teach science and math, whatever, until junior year. Then I had senior year for student teaching. Hello, way too freaking late. I do think that you need a background in what came before you as an educator. But then we need the bulk of our time and money (laughs) to be focused on the art of teaching. And that starts with lesson design and lesson execution, followed by classroom organization and management. And there are many things that come after that. So those things matter. That is the bread and butter of teaching, not cutesy classroom decor. Sorry, Pinterest. I mean, that's the fun stuff. That's the icing on the cake, but it's not the ingredients to make a cake, let alone a good one. You cannot be great in teaching if you don't know how or don't spend time getting better at the main thing. I'm not going to give away all my secrets that I share in that Facebook group or in my mentorship program, but I will give you a few nuggets that you can use right now to upgrade your effectiveness. So the main thing, what is it? Dun, 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 dun. Student learning. End of story. If we keep the main thing, the main thing we will never go astray because every decision we make is centered upon what is best for students and their learning needs. We have to be careful, though, not to get caught up in the latest fads and what's happening in our Instagram idols classrooms. We've got to get good at the main thing before we can add on the icing. Ooh, that has a ring to it. (laughs) You got to get real with yourself. Although I say new teachers, I mean, that could be anyone in year zero to three. A lot can happen in those first couple years. I know I grew leaps and bounds in those years. I mean, dang, I had student teachers by year three. If that doesn't tell you I grew up fast, I don't know what will. So you got to be reflective and honest about where you are right now. Some are further than others. Some might need more X and some might need more Y, but You are the one doing the work. You're the one affecting kids. So you got to take what I say and figure out where you fit into the equation and go from there. That's your homework. So let's focus on just lesson design and lesson execution because those two things are primary when trying to hone your craft. And it might not sound sexy, but it's essential. Dang, that's catchy too. (laughs) 
<laughs> Number one lesson design. My biggest tip here is to plan like a boss. Mind blowing. I know lesson planning is the least fun aspect of teaching sometimes because it's a huge amount of time and effort. And then we all know things happen as you execute and the entire lesson plans for not. But what happens when you build a strong lesson planning system and routine is that you get faster, you get better at it, and that leads to students' learning success. So if you're struggling with making a lesson plan that, number one, you actually follow, two, meets the school requirements as well as your own teaching style, or three, actually produces strong student outcomes, then you need to sit with an expert colleague, a coach, or an administrator and say, listen, I know lesson plans are the foundation of teaching, but I suck at it. <laughs> something along those lines. There are people here to help you. There is no reason to keep writing plans you won't read or use or that you do not help students achieve in. So if you have to spend time lesson planning, you might as well spend your time doing it right. So go find someone to help you design a better system for yourself so that you can upgrade your lesson designing habits. Of course, you know I'll help you. So there's at least one person you know who you can reach out to. When you design your lesson, it has to be three things, thorough, accurate, and student-focused. It cannot be the way I planned when I first started, which was in this calendar-type planner with the topic listed that I was going to teach, and that was it. <laughs> I know many of you are just natural teachers and can teach off the cuff like I could, but it really doesn't ensure you're being as strong as a teacher as you could be for your kids. You might be good, but you could be great. You might be great but you could be greater. Student focused means you keep the main thing, the main things. Kids are learning. They are learning what they're supposed to be learning. Hello, standards. They are learning accurate information and you're planning lessons like a boss. You are that mom with the bag that's got everything anyone could ever need in it. Your lesson plan has backups and alternates and extras and every nook and cranny has been considered. Thorough doesn't mean wordy. It just means you have thought every inch of it through. It gives your plan a purpose. That's life-giving. When you write your lesson plan, just think about putting purpose into that piece of paper. It ensures you're dynamic and intentional. And you can do that by making sure you only put accurate information into it. You aren't guessing. You're researching and delivering the most up-to-date information. Nothing worse than teaching kids incorrect information and they grasp onto it and they hang onto it and they can't get rid of it themselves. Hashtag bad habit. All right, number two, lesson execution can get tricky when it comes to student engagement. You don't need a dog and pony show to, to prove students are engaged in your lesson. Part of student learning, which is the main thing, is getting them to lead their learning. They do that through engaging with the material and with each other. So if you're up there giving a monologue, you aren't keeping the main thing the main thing. At that point, it's an acting audition. We know you passed whatever grade you're teaching. It's not about you. Your students need to be showcasing their learning. You need to find a happy medium. You can't have nothing and you can't have everything. Too much engagement, it's chaotic, a big time suck. Too little engagement and you're not passing knowledge on to kids. So when you design your lesson, you have to think about how to sprinkle in moments for students to share, whether it's written or spoken. I won't get into the whole behavior management side of engagement because that's a whole other ball of wax. But when you're focused on student learning, because that's the main thing, then you're ensuring that students can practice their new knowledge often and throughout the lesson. I always give the analogy of going for a walk with a wagon full of stuffed animals. You get to the end of the block, you turn around, you find that all these stuffed animals have fallen out of the wagon yards away. What a waste. We can't wait until three quarters of the lesson go by to get students interacting with their new learning. 
It's just like us who went to school and spent three quarters learning and only a quarter actually practicing what we learned. It's out of balance and it's not going to lead to gains in student achievement. So now you know the main thing is student learning. You got to keep that the main thing when you plan and deliver your lessons. You now also know that designing lessons effectively means you have a system in place so that it's thorough, accurate, and student focused. Don't forget to find someone who can help you find your flow in that process. And lastly, you know that student engagement has to happen often and throughout a lesson, and it doesn't have to be some big fireworks show to be effective. I find that highlighting engagement on the actual lesson plans lets me visually see where and how often I'm incorporating engagement. I usually realize that one part of my lesson is chock full of it, and in other areas, it's really sparse. So give that a try. If you're needing more tips and support in your instruction, my mentorship program's launching with a new cohort end of summer. Woo woo! So you'll definitely want to grab a spot. I've got more in-depth modules on instructional design, behavior management, student ownership, and more. Plus, you get one-on-one virtual mentorship with me, which is just the best investment you can make for your own growth because it's personalized to your style and your students and your school, etc. So of course, You don't have to wait until summer if you just want to jump in today. Head over to alwayslesson.com and click on resources. All right, elite educators, that is a wrap for this week's podcast on keeping the main thing the main thing. Hello, student learning. Now go out and be great because you've just been empowered. (laughs) 